Hey friend, it's Ange, and I'm so happy that you're here because I really believe that if you turned on this podcast episode, there is a message here for you today that you are meant to hear. And let's double check, you're in the right place. This episode is for you if you've ever set a goal and been disappointed because you didn't accomplish that goal. And what I want you to consider from this episode is whether or not you were setting your goals in the past in the right way, in a way that really serves you and that makes it so that you're more likely to accomplish those goals. Or were you setting it in the way that was, I don't wanna use this word, but I'm gonna use it, the wrong way. Because there's actually a wrong way to set your goals. And I really feel like it's only one wrong way, really. Because all of the ways that you can think about can boil down to this one wrong way. And it's setting your goals from the wrong energetic space. The space that isn't in alignment with what it is you desire. So this reminds me of a teaching that we all learned if you listen to the podcast episode with Moshe Gersh, a recent episode. He talked about this quote that I just love. It's the energy of the creator is in the created. Let me say that again. The energy of the creator is in the created. That reminds me of one, that God that created you That energy of the divine is in you. That power to create and manifest and all things are possible, that is in you, which is so cool to think about. And whatever it is that you create, that has your energy attached to it. So that means if you are creating something from a low energetic space, What kind of results do you think you're going to have in your life? Low energy results. Whatever is in alignment with the energy you put into something. The analogy I often share to demonstrate this concept is the radio station. And how if you want to listen to a certain station with a certain kind of music, you got to turn to a certain frequency, right? You got to turn to the exact frequency. And if you're off just a little bit, what happens? Either static comes in and it's hard to hear whatever it is you want to hear. You don't hear it at all. Or you're on a different station and another set of music comes in that you didn't want to listen to. So my point is, is that for many of us, when it comes to setting our goals, we show up with this lower energy, like a different frequency, And that's not in alignment with the results that we want to create. That's not in alignment with the music that we want to hear. And that can cause us to not actually hear the music, create the results that we desire because of the way we're showing up to the process. Because remember, the energy of the creator is in the created. And this is why with the process that I take people through and clarify your vision that I teach every year, It is really intentional about helping you shift your energy up as you're going through this process and thinking through your vision. That is done very intentionally. I was in a parking lot today after doing a Pilates class and one of my friends was hyping up the event 
and just talking about how the other ladies in the parking lot should go to this event happening in January, you know, the clarify your vision thing. And she's like, you can do it. You can wear whatever you want. And it's online. You know, you can, we're going to stream it live here and you can come over. And she was like hyping it up, which was cool. And she was saying that she used to be the person who really struggled dreaming and coming up with goals for herself. She would just think of things that would like block it. You know, she just had a hard time dreaming bigger. And she said, Angie's process is so helpful because it baby steps you into creating a vision. And it really helped me create a vision that I was excited about before I struggled with it so much. Like it was like I went through a process and before I knew it, I had goals for myself that I was excited about that really mattered to me. And I actually took action on them. And I've created progress in my life. So she was sharing some of the things that have come to be. And that got me thinking about the energy shift that's needed throughout this process. Because if people show up and it's just like, just write your goals, what a lot of people do is they'll write them from a very results-based mindset. There's a lot of attachment to what it is that they want. And some people really... I would say inspire that process for people like that ego based process because they'll they'll say things like oh don't you want to be the best in your industry don't you want to beat out all your other competitors and it's like the ego is like oh yeah I love that I really want that and then they're setting goals from that place and maybe they end up crushing it I'm saying this in quotation marks um, around their business but then these are the people that are miserable in their life. You know, they might have a lot of money from their business, let's say. And I know some of these people because I've, I've personally coached some of these people who had a lot of success when, it look, when, it looked, when we looked at their finances, okay? But the rest of their stuff that was happening in their life was not something to be proud of. Their relationship sucked. They feel unfulfilled, all that stuff. It's because when they were setting their goals, they were doing it from a low energy place of attachment, of results. Not to say that they didn't make some of those goals become reality, but they didn't really think about the bigger why behind why you're doing whatever it is that you're doing, which has to do with like how you really want to feel. That's ultimately your goal. And also the impact that you want to make. Those are the best kinds of goals that consider those two things, how you want to feel and the impact that you want to make. Because usually, whatever it is you desire, it's because you want to feel a certain way, you think having that thing, doing that thing, is going to cause you to feel a certain way. Or there's an impact that you really want to make that also goes back to that feeling proud of yourself, feeling like you're really helping other people. It's like just really thinking about that, that stuff that really matters when it comes to setting your goals. Doing that intentionally thinking about it in that way is going to shift your energy up. That means when you come to the process, your frequency is going to be higher where you're at energetically. And that's going to help you create those kinds of results in your life that are in alignment with that. If you can turn the dial up is what I'm saying. But it's really helpful when someone's guiding you through that process. Because yes, I know you can sit on your own and you can go through this process. I know that you can do that. But where are you going to be coming from when you're going through it? And are you going to even notice if you are coming from a lower place? You know, because it's, I know for me, 
it's so helpful to be surrounded by other people. This is why I teach Clarify Your Vision online every single year with live with a group of people. I could just turn it into a course that you could take on your own, which I still think would be helpful to you. But there's a reason I set it up for us all to be together because I want to pick up off that energy too of that energy of us coming together and then also allowing ourselves to dream bigger together and shift, shift up together and like hold that space. It really matters. It's like when a lot of people are praying together and the impact that makes. It's all the energy that's going into something that has the power to shift the thing. Another image that just flashed into my mind is if you've ever had a did battery, a did car battery, and you needed someone to help jump that battery. You needed that energy to come in, more energy to help get that thing started. I kind of see it that way too. Whereas a lot of us might be experiencing some blocks and low energy and we need help from others. Like we need the impact of their energy as well to like come together and give us that boost that's gonna shift us up. That's the way that I see it too, which is my other reason why I feel like coming together to clarify our visions can be really helpful and very powerful. And you can do that. You can sign up right now for the early bird special. I'll have the link again in the details if you haven't signed up. I know some of you have already signed up. Thank you so much for signing up. The other thing I want to say is there's an offer that's on that link where you can do a one-on-one coaching session at any time. You could do it before the event or you could do it after the event to help you implement your vision or before if there's something else you want to work on that's available to you and the cost of that one-on-one session is only this offer is only for those that sign up for the clarify your vision retreat happening in 2024 which is so affordable right now it's insane it's the lowest i think i've ever taught it at that rate that it's at right now And um, you also get the one-on-one session. You can, you have the option to sign up for it at 75% off the normal cost of a session. So I feel like if you just need to chat through about something, this is the time to do it. At the very least, you can get that offer when you do sign up. I just wanted to make sure that it's available to you. And I've had some people take advantage of it um, because it might be something that you just need right now. Maybe you don't need a full package, but you just need help around one specific thing. You need a shift, right? You need, you need someone to come in and help be the jumper cables for you to give you that, that jump that you need to move forward. Sometimes that's, that's really helpful for us. So that option is there. Okay. Now I want to dive into the mistakes to avoid making when it comes to setting goals. And actually, before I jump into those three mistakes, let's let's backtrack a little bit, because I think this is also applicable to your life right now, even if you're not even thinking about setting goals right now. But just the everyday things that you do, really thinking about the energy that you're putting into something like this is calling me out for real as I'm talking about this because I'm thinking about some things I've had a lot of resistance towards like I just don't want to do I just think are annoying and it's like approaching that thing from that energetic space isn't serving me like is there something else that I can do to make some shifts happen and approach it from a feel-good place this reminds me of when my clients are having to have difficult conversations to move forward on something. Maybe they're trying to leave a role or get some behavior to stop happening that they're no longer willing to tolerate in their life and they really need to lean in and have the conversation. 
and they're finding themselves like Ugh, wanting to avoid it. Well, it's not going to help you if you just sit around and think about all the things that could go wrong and then try to make the have the conversation happen right then. Right. Because you're approaching it from that lower energy space. What is most helpful that I've seen for people is where they shift their energy up, do something else to make themselves feel good, and then walk into that environment from that energy place of gratitude, of just the higher energy, whatever it is. This is also why, like with a lot of my clients, before an interview, I've talked to them before an interview. Like they've called me literally like 15 minutes before their interview and we've like laughed about stuff or chatted about something that was like fun to help shift their energy up. Or we talked about their plan before the interview to go through to get their energy higher before the thing that is difficult for you. Like, what are you doing to get the energy up? Because it just changes the way you show up for the thing. So think about that in your life right now. If there's something difficult that's coming up or something you've just been avoiding, like how can you shift the energy around it as you approach it? How can you make it more fun? How can you feel good before the thing? Like that's the stuff that to think about because there's already things that you're doing that get your energy to a higher state, but can you bring them into whatever the thing that feels hard is? Like sometimes this is like, I've seen where my clients brought humor into something because like normally that's what they use to like enjoy their life. They're laughing a lot. They're making jokes. That's their normal, authentic, fun self. But then they find themselves in this situation like, uh, like freezing, you know, it's like, well, can we also bring in some of the humor into that like would that serve you like I mean it just depends on the person you know like but really just thinking through what are the things that help shift your energy higher so I just wanted to say that I felt like I need to say that before we jump into the mistakes to avoid when setting new goals all right here we go so the first mistake to avoid is and I've already kind of alluded to this is not being specific enough when it comes to your goals and including the real goal, the real goal. I'm not just talking about the SMART method, SMART goal setting method. I'm talking about you being specific about what that real goal is, the feeling and the impact that you'd like to make. Let me give you an example of this. This is how I used to set goals and they were never inspiring to me. They, all, they made it so my energy was low when I approached the goal. And I didn't, and even if I did achieve the goal, it didn't feel good anyways. So an example is because I was too results-based focused, I wasn't really focusing on the real goal, goal and being specific, like I'm talking about. So let me give you that example and you'll get it. For example, I remember setting goals like this. My goal is to read 52 books this year, <laughs> right? That's my goal. And I will do, you know, I'll do, what's the math behind that? One every week right? Because there's 52 weeks in a year. Yeah. Somebody help me out. <laughs> Anyways. So that's what I would do. I'd be like one book a week is what I'm reading. And then I found myself like rushing through these books, trying to, and it wasn't even fun. And it was like, isn't your whole point to read the book so that you actually absorb the information and you actually apply the information and you actually use the information to make a positive difference in your life and other people? Like, isn't that really your goal? So for me, how I switched it is is I made it more about identity. That's what we talk about in Clarify Your Vision and Commit to Your Vision programs as well. Identity-based goals that work with how your human brain works. 
the subconscious that actually creates the majority of your results, very identity focused. I'm gonna do a whole nother episode on that specific topic around identity shifts. Anyways, so how I shifted my goal was something like this. My goal is to be an avid reader. That's an identity. Be an avid reader who uses the information to, that, I, that I read and learn to improve my life and help others, right? So there is feelings mixed up in there. Like I wanna feel like I'm improving my life and I'm also helping others. I'm feeling more fulfilled by that, whatever feelings you wanna throw in there. But there's details in there. It's specific. And it also is um, about making an impact. I was just listening to someone the other day and they were talking about what they did for such a long time. This is a this is a person who has like is a goal setting guru, I would say, like known for helping people set goals. And he was talking about how he used to set these goals that were so ego focused and he would accomplish them and he would just feel like nothing. Like he would just feel not happy about it. It was just kind of like, okay, next thing. And he said it wasn't very fulfilling to him. And it was because he was leaving out the impact part that that let him to feel good was that it made a difference to other people. So what I've included in this year's material when it comes to clarifying your vision is that we consider the, the additional thing, the impact. So not only how we want to feel, but what's the impact of that? What does that actually lead to if we are that person? So let me, again, explain the difference so you get this. So instead of saying something like, my goal is to read 52 books in a year, my goal is to be an avid reader who uses the information that she learns to improve her life and help others. So something like that, that's an example of using the formula that I would recommend. So it's still very specific. Um, I can picture it in my mind, it's identity-based and it considers a feeling and it also considers an impact. So that's like what I wanna help people do is set goals from that place because it's so much more empowering. And if you only remembered a tiny bit of that, I would remember the identity part of it avid reader. So if I'm an avid reader, how do I show up today? What does my week look like? What do I do in my free time? If I'm standing in line, maybe I pull out something and I start reading it when I'm waiting for 10 minutes. There's so many moments where we're sitting around waiting, where we usually use it to scroll like social media. A lot of us do that or play on our phone. But can we use it intentionally to help become the people we want to be? An avid reader may do that. So that might be a habit that they might have. That's the stuff that we go in deeper into with commit to your vision when you're developing a recipe to follow through on your vision, which is a whole other thing. But just, I want you just to think about this. So maybe you can relate to setting goals like me, like how I did in the past. That sounded like read 52 books a year, something like that. That doesn't even like sound fun to me. Just I don't have no fun feelings about that. I have a lot of like attachment to it. And that's how I felt like where it was like, well, I better hurry because I need one this week. And it's like, oh, I'm behind. Haven't finished this one. Maybe I find a shorter book next week. And it was just like so ego focused. What? So at the end of the the year, I could be like, look at my whole list of my 52 books that I read. It's like, who cares? Like that doesn't even make me feel good. And it doesn't even really matter, you know, in my life. Like it didn't make an impact. That's what I'm talking about. And I'm saying this because I see people set goals like this all the time. And they're not, it's not of a higher energy. 
Okay, so I digress. I know I had to go on so long. I'm getting pumped about this. The other mistake that people are making when it comes to setting their goals is not being honest about what they really want, what they want. I'm talking about what you want. Being really honest about that. And I'll tell you, this is often because of should, like should-based goals that you're setting. When you're like, well, I should do this. I should be working on this more. And you hear when I'm doing that, that is still catabolic energy. When I'm saying should, and it's not something like you're really excited about, right? So again, the energy that you're putting into it. Are you setting goals from a should-based place? Like I should be doing that? Because that's not very inspiring. I used to do that. I'm like, well, you know, I guess I should be doing this. So I'll put that down as my goal. So that's something to consider. That's not what you really want. If you're saying I should do it because it was something that you really wanted, you're not going to say I should do it. You can, you are more inspired about it. Um, another thing that gets in the way of you setting goals that are true to you is comparison-based goals that I see people set. All of this is low energy goals in a nutshell, but we're just calling them different things so you can recognize them. I'm talking about goals where you set you set them because you see other people doing it and you think, oh, well, Sally's running a marathon this year. Then I'm going to set that I'm going to do a marathon too. I'm going to run a marathon. And like maybe you really don't even care to do a marathon. Or maybe like for you, you'd be really happy doing a half marathon. And like that would feel really good to you. But then you find yourself setting a goal based on that comparison of what someone else is doing. And now your goal that you really wanted that was on your heart isn't good enough because someone else is doing X thing. Or it might even be something like for me, I remember a while back, I had some goals around like Instagram growth and like all this stupid ego stuff. Like I'm like laughing about it right now because I'm like, I don't even like being like on social media all the time. Like I don't devote a lot of time to that at all. I don't want to. Like I, lately I've been, I'll get on there for fun. Like I've been sharing like it's stories about our bathroom remodel and like just things that feel good to me. Or sometimes when I feel inspired, I'll turn my camera on and just share a rant and an inspirational message or whatever it is. But it's like it is not from the place of like to grow my numbers to be a certain way and like see this this many thousands of followers in the next year. Because like smart base goals, like a lot of people that are pushing for that or encouraging you to do that, they'll be like, well, tell me exactly how many followers do you want to have in this next year? You know, it's like how many, it's like, okay, that feels very, it's very like low energy. For some, it might not be because that might actually make them feel good. But I know for a lot of people, it's that lower ego kind of energy kicking in. So it's like for a while there, I was setting goals like that. And I would be like, well, let me add the number in there. Like, and it was just like, it didn't even feel good. I would read it and it did not feel inspiring to me. And I share this with you also because another one of my friends just sent me a link where someone was talking, it was a video, they were talking about creating a vision for yourself. And basically one person on there was saying like, I don't recommend creating a vision board. And you know, I'm a huge advocate of a vision board. So they're like, what do you think about this? And the reason why that person said they didn't recommend it was because it, it reminded people of the lack of what they don't have yet. And she's like, what do you think about this? And I'm sharing this with you because in one way, I also agree with that. I feel like if you're setting goals from that low energy place and you're creating a vision that triggers the low energy for you, yeah, that's not helpful to you at all. But if you're setting 
your goals and creating a vision from a higher energy place, then that becomes a different kind of vision board for you. That creates a different kind of energy for you, which creates a different kind of result for you. So I agree with that. Depends on where you're coming from when you're setting it. Who's leading you through that process when you are setting it? Are they considering the energy behind it? Because ultimately it comes down to that. Because why do you even have a vision board anyways? It's because you're looking at it to help you think of this this, um, dream or desire in your heart and like allow yourself to really be there now, to turn to the station now, to bring it into your life now, to act as if, act as if you've already received it. It's like that kind of stuff. But you can't do that if you, if you're, if it triggers the lower energy for you. So that's something to always check in. And that's something I say every year is like really make sure that when you're putting images on this board, that if you find it triggering lower energy for you and it's like constriction, that's not the image you want to put there. If that goal is causing that for you where you're like, instead of like, oh, this feels good then we want to look at that goal and see what's going on there. And maybe there's some beliefs that we want to deal with, but that's a whole other thing. But um, I was just thinking about an example is that I often give is like on people's vision boards, I've seen where they've put like a picture of like, let's say they want to get out of debt. So they'll put like a sign that says like no debt and they'll like cross off debt or something. They'll put like budget. Like some of those words can make you feel lack versus abundance. So just, I always say checking in with that. How is this making you feel? What energy is being generated? Okay, you get my point. I just really wanted to emphasize that. So that was the mistake number two is like creating goals that you don't really want. That's really based off of comparison with other people or things that you think you should be doing versus like, this is really on my heart and what I desire. And in some of us are afraid to really mention what it is we desire. Like there's some work that needs to be done around that because we're like, I don't know how that could be and stuff like that. But it's so cool when you when someone creates a space for you to really speak it out loud and like finally like let it out and be like, yeah, from this place of anything is possible, I'm going to share that. I remember when I used to teach classes and I had people go around and I used to teach classes to the military, they would go around and share I'd say anything is possible. Like, what would you what would you create? And they would go around and share all these dreams. It was so cool when we created that space. And the day before, I remember saying, what are your goals? And they would put like goals into my little pouch that I had. I had them like write down their goal and they would just stick a little piece of paper in this little pouch. And I would look at the goals later. And they were small things. They were things that anybody could accomplish. And I, w- I remember always thinking like, really? Like these are like, not that to put down anyone's goals, but it's like, I know that you can dream bigger than this. I know that for sure. And then when I took, when I said, or I was going to say like took that barrier away where when I said anything is possible though, there's no time limit. You can do anything. What would it be? Then it's like, wow, they dream so much bigger. It was like that shift energetically happened because now the how isn't up to you anymore. There's no time limit on it. There's no like any of the lower energy stuff kicking in. That is the place that I want you to think about going when you are setting goals as if anything is possible for you because it is. So if you believed that for real, like that's the biggest issue that a lot of us struggle with is like our faith around things and what's possible. But if you look at all the miracles every single day, like I'm just thinking about making babies like a human growing inside of someone and like becoming life and how it started and like 
everything like plants and how they're like like a seed turns into like this whole tree and like all the things like there's so many miracles happening every day that is insane when you really think about it like anything is possible okay so let me go back to my we, we're on number two so we got one more mistake that people make and I also have a bonus one for you so the mistake is not considering your strengths and values when it comes to setting your goals that is also important to consider is like what are your gifts like have some insight into the things that really already shift your energy up. This is why reflection is really helpful, looking back in the past and see the things that brought your energy down and what shifts it up. It's giving you clues. Most likely the things that brought your energy up have to do with you being in alignment with your strengths and your values. How can we bring more of that into your life? So not considering strengths and values when it comes to setting goals, that's a big mistake for you because then that might lead to you setting very ego-focused goals not ones that are really in alignment with your strengths and your values. So that's something we also consider when we go through this clarify your vision process. Okay, so what I recommend for you, actually I'm gonna recap these three mistakes so that you remember not to make them, and then I have some questions for you that I want you to reflect on. Because when it comes to clarifying your vision, which eventually you're going to do, Just make that commitment for yourself, whether it's with me or with anyone else or in your own time, you are doing this for yourself. Because how can you be intentional with your time, money, energy, all the things if you don't have a vision of what you're working towards? You can't, and you know that. So you gotta make sure that you prioritize creating that vision. Something that is going to help you do that is to reflect on what has already been. That's gonna help you to create the vision and be intentional with this process. So I got some questions that are gonna help you with that. Before I get onto those questions, let's do a quick recap of the three mistakes. So number one was not being specific about your goals enough in a way that includes your real goal, the feeling and the impact that you wanna make. And it's really about that identity because you wanna become a certain kind of person. There's always an identity shift involved. If you're not focusing on the identity shift, then that's a big mistake. Because if you're focusing only on the results, those are gonna be very short-lived. This is where I've seen people in the health coaching community that I'm also a part of, where they some have continued to be a very healthy person, completely transformed their life, have amazing health habits, because they've made the identity shift. Others may have lost weight, but gained it right back because they haven't made the identity shift. They were only focused on the results. That's an example of that. So making sure that you're focusing on the real goals, which is the identity-based goal, and the feeling, the impact that you wanna make. Okay, so not doing that is a mistake, or being so focused on results. The second mistake is setting goals that are not what you really want, what you really want. This is when the should-based goals come in, when the comparison-based goals come in. So don't do that. And then the third mistake is to not consider your strengths and your values when it comes to setting your goals. All right, so the questions that are gonna help you, reflection time, what a great time of year to be doing this before you clarify your vision. If you wanna do that with us in January, sign up January 20th or 21st, you pick the time that works best for you. 
Um, and I'm teaching it both days and that's it. That'll be done for this year that I'm teaching it live. So take advantage of that if you can. Okay, with that said, this is gonna help you before you clarify your vision is to reflect on these four questions. Number one is what were the most meaningful moments that you had this year so far? What were your most meaningful moments? If I wrote those down, they're usually very simple things like hugs with the people I love, certain things that we did together where we laughed and like just very like relaxing, chill things. That's what that's what it was is for me. I want you to reflect on what that is for you because I bet you you want more of those kind of moments in your life. So I want you to be thinking about that when it comes to your vision. The second question is what did this year teach you? Ooh, this is important. What did you learn about yourself this year? What did it teach you? One of the things I love, guys, that I've done for the past four years, actually five years, I skipped a year though in between, so let's say four, 2019, I don't know what happened. I didn't send out a letter that year. But each year, other than that, I've sent out a end of the year reflection letter and it goes into the things I learned that year, the trips that we we took, like a summary of what happened in our lives. And I send it to people that I know like actually care about it because it's like a page or two long and it has photos and stuff. And also, even if they don't read it, it's like there's no attachment. I'm like, this is also for myself. It's so cool to go back and read that letter from each year. I love it. Summarizes what happened in our life. Anyways, um, a big thing that I write in that letter that I make sure is in that letter is something about the lessons I learned or what the year taught me. So that's what I want you to consider. What did this year teach you? And the reason why you want to consider this is because you don't want to be repeating behaviors that don't serve you or keep putting yourself in situations that really bring your energy down. So you're learning from the past. And I also feel like if you don't learn the lesson, then the teaching keeps showing up, you know, and that's happening for some of us. So that's also something to consider. All right. The next question is, what did you wish you would have given more focus to? What did you wish you would have given more focus to? That is going to help you because now you can think about this upcoming year. Can you devote? more energy to that thing that's been on your heart? Can you prioritize that? So if there's one question that you remember out of all of these four, just, just reflect on that one. Journal on that one at the very least. What did you wish you would have given more energy and focus to? And then the last question is, what do you want to do differently? Now that you know what you know, what do you want to do differently moving forward? That's a great energy shifting question. So let me share those with you again. And you journal on these. It's going to be so helpful. Or just think about it. Ponder on it. Turn this podcast off and start to ponder on all these four questions. Number one, what were the most meaningful moments this year? Number two, what did this year teach you? Number three, what did you wish you would have given more focus to or more energy to? Number four, what do you want to do differently? All right. I hope this episode really served you. Got a lot from it. And I hope that I see you in the Clarify Your Vision online retreat and that you have an awesome day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.